Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm super excited to come to you today with another fresh new episode for your Wednesday this is a really fun one, split into another part two, uh, so you're going to hear the second half of this one on Friday's show, but we're down here on vacation this week, just relax, recovery, get ready for spring rush, uh, a lot of time on our hands sitting around chatting, so we have some super long shows that I want to split up and get more value out of them, um, so you can process kind of what we talk through. I know I'm the kind that, if I listen to an hour and a half show all at once, I don't remember everything that we talked through the whole time, and so I think there's some good stuff in the show that warrants it being split into two parts, same thing as the Marriage Monday show, we split that one into two as well, so you'll hear that second half with Kevin and Brittany next Monday. You're going to hear the second half of this one with Caleb on Friday, but this is part one of two that we do with Caleb Allman here. And we talk about some of his challenges that he went through when he was growing his first company and um, run, running into some legal issues with taxes and back taxes and things like that. And so we go through some advice and things in that. We just talk through a lot of things that we get that I think are very applicable heading into spring rush, uh, heading into the new year in 2024. And so uh, this is part one. I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the length of the show here. And then we're going to drop part two on Friday. So stay tuned for that. A lot more to come out of that show. So hope you all are doing well. Spring Rush is right around the corner, literally two weeks away for us. It's wild how fast it's come up on this. Um, but we're here. We're ready to rock and roll. Some exciting announcements coming here very, very soon, probably next week on next week's show. So excited to hop in all of that. I can't wait for it. But for this show, stay tuned with a great conversation for uh, that Caleb and I have here down here in sunny Destin, Florida. And I uh, hope you enjoy it. Let's hop in. Can we, Dest- can we have a podcast on the beach? Can you imagine sand getting in these boards? Oh, like, it would it would, it keep, would just ruin it. Keeping these things like clean or uh, it would have to be like un- in plastic, uncontaminated. Yeah, we'd have to roll down to like a NASA white lab or something or whatever <laughs> they call that clean lab or whatever. Yeah, it would be so hard to keep the sand out of these things. Oh, gosh, but can that's you the worst thing about down here. Like <clears throat> this the sand, sand is in everything. Yeah, it is. And and your your kids are at the point where like they're big enough they want to go play in it like all the time, all the time. And I'm just like. Oh, I can't! I can't do it. Oh, like, we track so much sand everywhere. It's like like I enjoy so much the beach. Sand. I love yeah. the beach, but getting in the sand is just like it, getting it off. Getting it off is oh, just there's like, so much sand in the car right now because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've already got a detail schedule when you get home. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Britt will take it through one of the one of the uh, the the livestock the named the, yeah washing barn with the free vacuums. Places. Yeah, she's a sucker for that stuff. I don't know. Here we go. Caleb's been six, been six since 2021, and it has not got any better. He was good all day today, though. He all thought right. he was on the mend. Chronic cough, or yeah, I don't know. And I'm out of medicine too. Doc said should have been good by Thursday. So apparently, yeah, Doc have, was wrong. Doc was wrong. Tell the Doc was apparently not correct. Or I am better. I'll tell you that. My throat. Yeah, well, I've you had, took medicine like shots. You didn't actually measure it out. So um, that's probably well. Probably yeah, I you. You know, I just look over Caleb's shoot, literally shooting a Mucinex bottle. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, know, I'm good at it." Yeah, I mean, from my 
wilder days. You just you know what six or eight ounces is like. So it's just the volume's just right. So or six or eight ounces. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that'd be a big. That'd be an awfully <laughs> big shot. Six of, ounce shot. You know, whatever. you're supposed to be Mil, like milli, milli, yeah, mills is what I was talking about, which is about MLs. an ounce, whatever. In the hospital world, in Savannah's world, it is mls. Yes, that's I, how it's referred I, I to. Say that would definitely be like what she knows. That's for sure. So yeah, mls. Sorry, that's that's the right way. Um, yeah, about an ounce, whatever. So one ounce, do a double, maybe get wild. But <clears throat> no, I've had this cough, dude, for now since I got back from Colorado. Over two weeks ago, matter of fact, and I just can't ditch this cough. I've had to cough a week. I was sick the week I was home, and it's so frustrating, but here we are. So, <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no, that guy just answered here. He's Oh, yeah, the unnamed person. This, this unnamed guy here jumping in. Um, That's no good. Oh, that is no bueno. Um, He was taking shots of something else today, too. Oh, yeah? Some medicine reliever. I don't know. Um. That's not good. I wonder what that means. Hmm. Sickness is in the air. Yeah. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. People get colds. Kids get colds. Especially when you get around kids. Like, it's just, it's inevitable. It cycles It is literally everybody. inevitable. Yeah, it's, it just cycles through everybody, which is a bummer. I, I, for real, though, have not been sick. I didn't get sick at all last winter, hardly, that I can remember. I haven't been sick in a long time, I guess I'll put it that way, which I've been happy with. But, man, I got kind of clobbered last week. And I, I was in Colorado for a week sledding, snowmobiling, and then I got back for a week. By the way, my name is Caleb Allman. Hi, everybody. Uh, you just thought everybody knew you were that pretentious. No. What I have here is a bad show host that introduced the guest, <laughs> more so. And uh, I didn't think you were worthy of an introduction. Uh, is this actually going to make it on the air, you think? <laughs> this the, might go The out. first five minutes this didn't, so now we're here trying again. Um, okay, the first five minutes. If the first five minutes went out, we would get canceled immediately. As Paul Jameson would say, it's excellence in broadcasting. But so, uh, so anyway, I get home and I'm like, I got a big week before we go to Florida. I got to crush this week. I like have so much to do. We need to get jobs lined up. That was everybody. And yeah, and we the, were all like, and, we got a crap done to do. The, oh gosh, yeah, like yeah, unlike no one else, right? I mean, like or un. You know, whatever everyone has the same. Amount yeah, of but stuff when you're you're out and then you're back for literally five days, like you got to the really pressure's make it on. Kill. Yeah, and so I get influenza and I'm pretty much worthless. Is for that what you? Is that what they end up saying? No, I tested for strep and didn't get. They tested negative for that because my throat hurts so bad. Um, <clears throat> tested negative for strep, and but I was just useless for three days, just no energy, and even then a couple days after I was pretty useless, and then I got this cough. That's sneaking up on me again here. I just can't ditch this daggone cough. But anyways, that's where we're at. But it's freaking go time here. Um, you know, was it mid-February? And uh, our guys are at home. We run up. And folks, uh, again, my name is Caleb with Almond Landscape. We're a landscape design build company up in uh, beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, just southeast of Columbus, Ohio. A small four-man team of uh, landscape designers and installers. And uh, whatever. So our guys have been working on a shop. We Actually, this winter's been awesome. We've gotten... More stuff prepared. We're actually going into the spring the most. In three years at least, right? The most prepared for spring that our company has ever been. Ever? Ever. In 20 years. And more so. Uh, Because we, for the first time, last year we didn't get really fully properly ready because we spent so much time working on the building. Yeah, what did you do? Oh, what kind of shop? It is a beautiful charcoal black uh, 70 foot by 120 foot. 
18 foot sidewalls, 21 foot center interior, scissor truss, uh, shop and offices. The offices are uh, 30 by 70 of that. Awesome. I have more office space than I have home square footage, which is ridiculous. <laughs> is it really? So stupid. My loft of the building is bigger than my house. No way. Yeah, by just a little bit. No know, way. My house is 1,800. It's I 16. didn't go up in the loft when we were there, so I didn't see the full thing. But I guess it, I mean, it is a pretty big loft. My house is what roughly 60, 60, 30, something like that. So I like eighteen hundred. I'm like it's like right there. It's eighteen. It might be like right at two thousand square feet. My, my house, but y'all's house is um, it's a it's a cool like it's a it's a very packed in there. Sixteen thirty, like six. So you're saying like sixteen hundred square feet, eighteen hundred square feet, something like that. It's probably more like two two thousand if I really were to get down to it. But I don't know. There's a garage in there. You I get a know. lot of it's stuff. It's a big in, small house. It's yeah. a big small house. Yeah. yeah. We don't have we don't have it's it's ranch for the most part minus. A, Two bedrooms are upstairs in this weird upstairs bedroom thing we got going on. Um, but, no, it's a wonderful place. I love it. I'm tired. It's old. I'm, and it's not old in a cool way. This is, this it's is the old way I like I've got to fix it. <clears throat> it's not old like, oh, this house was built in the turn of the century. There was, uh, was a stagecoach stop at one point. You know, all these cool – which other houses around me have that cool history. Like really? They're 150 years old or 200 years old. Like, yeah, this was uh, once called, you know, this um, – this was a stagecoach stop along the original county line road. You know, all this kind of stuff. No, my house was built in the 60s, so it's just old. So it's not old in a cool way. And all the plumbing's always got problems, like all the coppers pinholing. And <clears throat> I spent a tremendous amount of time fixing stuff, which I'm just sick of. I'm just done with fixing stuff in the house. So I think we're going to build in a couple years, three maybe. I don't know. We were going to try to build, like, way sooner than that. And with interest rates and the companies going bananas, like, just – we're just going to pull back and companies going bananas to the moon, to the moon and back. Well, we just finished a sh- the year of our shop build was crazy. We built that big shop and it's on our YouTube channel, all that junk. If you want to check it out, whatever. Um, we built this big shop. I did a ton of work myself. Uh, 20, 2022 was nuts. That was the year of like survive. Last year was the year of stabilization. We just tried to stabilize and get in the shop and just kind of understand how to utilize the place. <laughs> <laughs> kind of down. So wait, twenty. Let's see. We're in twenty four now. Yeah. Twenty three was stabilization. Twenty two was survival. Survive. Just survive the year financially, maritally, and everything. The, that goes into every, it. Yeah. Just survive the year. Yeah. Keep the business operational. <clears throat> just survive. Yeah. So what was twenty one? Twenty one was like when I really first came on. Like I remember that was when I really started probably following along with your stuff. Like I remember y'all working out of the old yard, like working yeah. out of the old storage units. Or not storage unit, but that. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially it was. Yeah. It was a, a storage bay, big, uh, like 15 foot by 40 foot storage locker. Yeah. You know, whatever it's all it was. And then we had out some outdoor storage. But yeah, we worked there for 15 years, probably, which is nuts. Time That's just wild. skips by. And <clears throat> one year after another just keeps going. But um, yeah, I mean, we were crammed into that thing like sardine can. And uh, yeah, and that was, we were just trying to. That was. It's funny, just every year you look back and you think, like, man, we didn't know what the heck we were doing, and which is funny because I'm going into this year feeling like I have never known so little about business in my whole life. I feel like I've, like, regressed somehow, you know, in a weird way. Like, my eyes have been opened up some stuff, and it's just like, I don't know anything. How have I made it 20 years? How have I made it this far and not been bankrupt more than once? And which, but that's, that's that, the joke. That's I've been bankrupt once, but how have I not been bankrupt <laughs> multiple times? Like, 
I feel like I know less than I ever have. It's so that's got to so be weird. encouraging, though, to an extent, though. Like you've made it this long and survived. Like, what does the future look like? So that's what you got to take with you. Um, I it's intimidating, really, man. Yeah. I it's so strange. It's just I I don't know how to articulate this feeling, Jeremiah. I'm serious. It's it's a weird thing. I really am. Just in me being very open, I really feel weird. I just don't. I don't know, man. It's just a weird feeling. I feel well, like business. Yeah, business wise, I just feel like, like I said, I've, I've we've been getting some coaching and mentoring from Mark Bradley, the founder of Element, and he's so freaking smart, and he's opened my eyes to some thought processes on business. It just feels like it sets me back so far. Of like, how well, do I not, how do I not already know this stuff? Like, it's just such basic stuff. Is like as far as like communicating with a client, like. The kind of clientele you want, and I I know I knew this at a rudimentary level, I suppose, but I didn't really realize it was that different. And it's just like I'm, tr- and I guess it's not that I don't know. It's just like I've got to retrain myself on how to communicate and reach out to people. We're listening to this audio book that Mark uh, referred us to uh, called "Building a Story Brand." Highly recommend listening to that. I'm halfway through the audio book right now, and um, <clears throat> I thought our marketing was simple. And it is, but it's not communicating effectively to the kind of people we want to go after. And it's it's forcing me to focus on a whole different language, maybe. But part of it is just like we need to get he- more heavily focused on the fact that we're designers. We're not just installers. And that does that go along? That has to be go along with like selling, <laughs> like selling the vision to the customer. Because when you do, like you're designing. So, like, your design process is, like, creating the, the picture for the customer. Right. And, like, you're bringing that. And just just bringing to – and, by the way, folks, sorry for the coughing in the background. I literally was fine up until, like, 20 minutes <laughs> Yeah, I haven't ago. heard you cough all day today. Yeah, probably. it's been pretty good, yeah. Um, and half of it makes me think it's darn near a psychosis thing of, like – You've got it in your head. Don't cough. Yeah. So, now it's, like, your body's going to be like, well, it's time to cough. I, I don't know. It's, really, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things, like – we're having just to communicate the fact that we're designers. The kind of people we're looking for know how to select contractors. That's not the issue. Yeah. They're looking for designers. They want to find people with design acumen. And uh, that's what we have. We just have been communicating it poorly. Well, you talk about, like, things that you didn't know. Like, he's – you've gone this long. I feel like a part – like, a lot of it from the outside looking in is, like, one, you haven't done it to the level Mark did it at. Like, right. I don't know how – how long did Mark own his company? You know, I don't. That's a good question. I don't know how long they ran for, but I'm pretty sure, like, <clears throat> if I want to shoot myself in the foot or like just feel really silly, like as long as I've been in business, yeah. he built a fifty million dollar company and sold it, <laughs> and I've been in, <laughs> and here I am at one mil, you know, barely. well, barely. <laughs> and it, well, then I then I'd say, well, yeah, yeah, well, Jeff Jeff Bezos built Amazon at the same time, exactly. right? You know, if I want to like, exactly. you know, if I want to be a snot, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of my joke going back and forth of like uh, that kind of stuff. It's like, well. Bezos built Amazon the same yeah. time frame. Yeah. And then here I am. He does by the second or half second the revenue I do in a year, you know? <laughs> Literally probably <clears throat> per minute at least. Um, I think my wife's contributed at least a, a fractional percentage of that. Yeah. And myself too. Three. Once I learned how to use that app, I was like, yeah, well, we need when, some. The, the buy now button. And yeah, to, when, you, ha- when you get to skip the cart and you just buy now, one click. So there's a lesson in business for you right there in this building a story brand of like, you need to, and again, I knew this, but just not as like viscerally as I understand it now. It's like 
the, you have to make like buying absolutely frictionless. And maybe yeah. we have this thing called the Hardscape Academy, folks, if you're not familiar with it. But like on our website, like we we find these, I've this just clicked for me. It's just like, like I, said, I just feel like I know nothing now. And it's just like <laughs> this thing you of just like, like reset everything. <clears throat> it really is like we get asked on questions like, how do I sign up for in-person training or how do I buy the course? And it's like, I get that question fairly often. And I'm too lizard stupid brain to realize we need to make that more fluid. Yeah, that, if that's a question you're getting frequently. Yeah, and it's just thing. like, I know that's the thing, but for some reason it's just clicking, and I heard this on that that um, Building a Story Brand book, and it's like, you have to make buying tabs everywhere and fix problems like that of like, it. purchasing has to be frictionless. Absolutely intuitive and frictionless. And it's just like, that's what one, the hell? I, I know this, but I... You yeah. know, it's just it'll just make it's resetting me. Maybe it's humbling me yeah. a bit too. It's just like well, it's, I knew it's changing the way that you've always done things as well. Like <laughs> that's, that's and you get in your like you get in your way of doing things, and it and it works for you. You do a million dollars a year. You make money. Like, could you make more money? Obviously, yes. But like, you you have a, you run a profitable business, and but then you but then you get around people who are doing way bigger and way better. Right. Then that's what reset. Like you look at yourself and like why like why why them and not me. Like right. that's my, that's the way that I look at it myself when I get in that situation. Like what are they doing differently with their life that is causing them to be able to do this versus what yeah. I'm doing with my life. And there's part of it. I always wondered about that. People like Bezos or Bradley or whoever you name the Troy clogs, the world, the whoever people have built big firms. It's like, <clears throat> I mean, and then people have done really big things like Musk and, yeah, yeah, like uh, world-changing things. Uh, Virgin Records guy, what's his name? I mean, like, people have done, like, big, mm-hmm. big stuff. It's like, is there tolerance? I used to think it was, like, personality trait, which to, to an extent I think it is. And then also it's like, is there just tolerant risk tolerance? Like, just 100%. nil. Like, 100%. they have no risk. They have no risk aversion in their body whatsoever. Yeah. And I think it's some of that, Rich too. I, Rich, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think it's some of that. It's just... But I, okay. I'm trying to figure out what the key key themes are, and and in the meantime, it doesn't matter, really, right? Because it's like I either have it or I don't to get to where I want to go, right? And so I could I could look for all these things, like do I have that? That doesn't matter. I do or I don't, yeah. and I need to go after it. But we've had this conversation in depth before, and this is I don't know. I mean, you could go down such a crazy road. Like this would be this would be one that I would like to have, like on a on a marriage money with you and Caleb. I mean, with you and Brittany um, and Savannah, like. How do you do that? How, like being that risk averse, it's totally different when your family is on the line. Well, and I weigh this all the time, and this and like, is it worth growing a fifty million dollar company or a hundred million dollar company if you lose your family along the way? All my heroes are divorced. Yeah, like we've talked about this. All my heroes are divorced, and like, there's well, one exception to this that I can think of. Yeah, I don't know one. That that one is somebody that I don't know because there's. And I don't even know that to be true because other people I thought had it together didn't. And I found out late in the game they're divorced too. And it's just like, now, now granted, now that's 100% of like, I say the big entrepreneurs I know. You you take a cross-section of America, hell, everybody's practically divorced. I yeah, might as well yeah. have a divorce on my record. For the record, folks, not that I'm high and mighty because my ex split a month for our marriage. And thank God she <laughs> yeah. did. She's the only one of us with any sense apparently. And, like, so I might as well have a, a D on my record, too. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah, but no. So. But you stuck, like, you and Brittany have been together through a lot. And, like, you build a business <laughs> yeah. together. And and at the same time, like, 
M to get heavy or whatever. All of a sudden, like I, I see how we could tank it easily too if we wanted to, or not, not if we wanted to, but if we let it get to that, I see well, how you because get it if, downhill in a hurry. If you say I'm doing fifty million, that means you live at that shop, you live in in customers' houses, like you're you're a selling machine. I think at that point, probably not at the fifty mark, and probably not at. 40 and probably i think it's that one to 10 is where you're going to get broken no i'm saying like along the way i'm saying like if you're if 50 is your goal oh yeah i see now like 50 is your goal that i'd like to get you got to figure it out where you got people yeah i hope by 50 but the process to get there yeah it's not it's not 50 million one to 10 is probably what breaks you yeah Uh, as a family or maritally if you let it and like how do you do it like how do you do it And, I don't know. Ask, ask Dave Ramsey, I guess. Maybe he did it. But I don't know him on a first-name basis, so I can't throw him in my non or divorce yeah. group or whatever. But, like, say say you do do it. It's impossible for you. Like, you can do it and stay married. I don't. How is there any way that you do it and actually have a relationship with your children? There's a difference in doing it and, and like, staying married. If it's just you and your wife. Like, Hormozies are the first per- perfect example for me. Like, Alex and Layla, they're married. They have no kids. And, like, he makes it very clear. Like in all of their anything he talks about online, like they have not they have not had kids for that exact reason because they're building it like they're building hundred million dollar companies. Yeah, and so like that's not something that is that they're ready to do yet in life because that's not their pro like that's not yeah, they don't not want that to hold back. Yeah. And so I mean I don't know I think that that has that's a lot to have to do with it. And so I mean if your family's your number one to you. Like I, you can't. I don't know that you can beat yourself it, yeah, too I mean, much over. Yeah, it. Like, and you could say too that Hormozzi in that case is 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 holding his family back, right? Because of business, right? So <clears throat> he's not destroying. He's going to have one yet, but at the same time, like he's he's delaying his life. He's not created one, and he yeah. is he is holding. You know, so it's not destruction of a family, but it is costing him family situation. It's a how old? How old is that dude? He's he's. I'm pretty sure he's early 30s. Wow, early 30s. I think. Maybe That's crazy. I've been on a kick of his lately. Listening to this podcast, I can podcast listen to his stuff all day. Yeah, he's really figuring some stuff out as far as like communicating to the masses and finding goobers like me that want to try to. And again, I say do something. I think we want to go to two two six two point six in the next two years. I think it's where we want to go. We're gonna hit our goal of one three this year. 1.3, and uh, and if that goes well and Britt and I don't kill each other, my wife and I run our company together, for those of you who don't know of us. Uh, my wife owns a company, technically, hearkening back to my previous companies crashing and bankruptcy and all that junk. Um, and if we can get through 1.3 uh, and then go to 2.6, I think we might end up at 5. And then I think that's where we're going to – I think her and I want to hover the 3 to 5. I think that's a, what our game plan is. <laughs> now, if we with- can figure that out can, and, like, it not be a terrible tax on us, yeah, we'll go to 10, sure, yeah, or farther. But I don't know. The, re- the reality is it's still going to require incredible amounts of human capital, right? So you get this – is, this has been the talk of the town the last six months, I feel like. And I've heard good and bad. I've heard both sides. I'm a believer in them. I'm a believer in them. But then I've also had people that have had $100 million companies tell me to my face, don't worry about them. Like, don't worry about them as much as what people are telling you. Worry about selling, yeah. like, systems and processes. Like, you're going to have to have a systems and processes to get to one, three, two, six, definitely five. Yeah. But at the same time, like, how many people are getting held back, are, holding, are holding back their company from 
actual growth and sales in their company because they're focused on systems processes too much. Yeah, I mean, even at, even at hovering around one, if we didn't have just the stuff in place that we have now, which is basic rudimentary systems and processes and stuff like, <clears throat> we would be a train wreck yeah. without. It. I mean, I've done that whole business where it's, and that's not to say you don't have to have them. You have to have yeah. them. But how many guys are worrying about that at 150? I, I know guys that nerd out at that at 100. Yeah, at 100 yeah. grand, and it totally shoehorns them into like. But but also you look at their personality type, and they're. And like me, to an extent, they're over-analytical. They want everything to be perfect before they move forward. And life and business, you can't do that. You've got to, to some extent, you've got to, you know, ready, fire, aim to an extent, yeah. right? You can't, I know a lot of guys that really hold themselves back because they're trying to make every single thing perfect before they move forward. And, like, it, it doesn't work that way. You you got to you gotta execute and move forward to an extent. So, like, <clears throat> there's just a, I, God, dude. I don't know what the answer is, but I think for the most part, it's just continually evaluating yourself. Sales, nothing happens until a sales made is the you know the famous saying, right? And it is. The work's got to get sold and the work's got to get produced. But but at a point, it has to be like all managed financially and you got to yeah. make sure I was losing my tail at 400. I mean, I was upside down so bad at 400 isn't funny. Really? In my first company. Yeah, I was... I was an idiot. I mean, you know, just is that not, is that not so wild? You can <laughs> you can turn four hundred thousand dollars through your bank account in a year and you not make any money. Yeah, and still you and still money. owe somebody a thousand bucks at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't matter. The top line doesn't matter. That's a, the old saying: top line is vanity, bottom, bottom line, line is sanity. sanity. That's right. And it's like, and it's a, it's absolutely religion because it, it just the numbers don't lie, and that's why my huge push this year is 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 budgeting software. You have to get budgeting. So if you're over 150,000 in revenue and maybe even less, and actually that's not even true either. I wouldn't even say because of the cost, because there's free, you there's free, free options, tool, there's yeah. free options out there. So no matter what revenue stage you're at, you should have budgeting software. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to retract my statement on that. Cause I was kind of agreeing with Fullerton on that the, the, the other day. And I think I'm going to walk it backwards. Cause it was a cost overhead concept of like, or issue because like, yeah, it's three hundred bucks a month. That's three grand a year, thirty six hundred a year. Really, it's like yeah, that's a lot of money at a hundred grand, right? That's a lot of money. But it's like no, you can use the free version. Yeah, so, or you can pay. You can go through something like PageX program. Yeah, for absolutely. Thousand fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, well, I don't know how much. And it a is, tremendous but, value and, and a great investment. You will not regret that with John. He'll yeah. take great care of you. Like walk you through there, and it's a, it's a much smaller investment. Or go to you can go to like Element probably has one. I know Synced Up has one, like a free budgeting tool. Yeah, you go build, free, you go up's free, yeah. build a budget on there. You take those numbers and you implement them. Like, yeah. like Elemental give you the program if you're under 18 um, and been in business for a year. He'll he'll sign you up for free until you're 18. Yeah, I'm then then the, then the siphon turns <laughs> yeah, on. Maybe yeah. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but hey, it's still a place to get started though. I know yeah, there's a but kid. But you that, can use the free tools. You can use yeah. the free stuff. Like it, the, the resources are there. Yeah, you were you were upside down at 400 because you. Didn't have resources like that. Yeah, and I, mean, I just like yeah, and that's not the only reason. I, and I was yeah, a, and I but I part. yeah, I was just that guy. I was working twelve hours in the field, and then the last thing I want to go home do is manage yeah. my taxes or my business or see if I made any money that day or anything. It was just like yeah, I got enough money to go have a drink with my friends, and I'm yeah. going. And it was just like that was my life for a long time, and it was just. And then I get into trouble, and then I get into like just all sorts of back taxes and all sorts of mess, and 
then you just get to the point where you just try to outrun it and ignore it. And that never, that does not work out folks. I can tell you. So if you're dealing with that stuff and the reason I share that and throw that out there and cast myself upon the, uh, altar of embarrassment there is to say that like, if you have back taxes or you haven't paid your taxes or you're behind your sales tax, you're behind your payroll tax, Talk to somebody and get that stuff squared away because you, you're not going to get away from you it. You are not getting away from it. They yeah. will find you. The Grim Reaper and taxes will find you. Yeah. And I can tell you for sure one of those two entities have found me. Yeah. And um, the Grim Reaper will too eventually, but which is um, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's just nothing to mess around with, folks. So I say all that saying if you're there, I've been there, been scared to death, and you can't outrun it. You got to face it. Uh, and slay your dragon. So turn around and slay your dragon. Slay your dragon. That would, in the words of Mr. Allman, that's gonna be the show title. That's a joke. That's a. I wish I could take credit for that. But that is a uh, someone much smarter than me. That is Mr. Jordan Peterson himself. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.